welcome back to getting to know you. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm officially uh, calling this season two. Uh, we took a little summer break and um, I was excited. I was thinking I had plenty of time to think about who we should have be our first guest uh, in, in round two of this. And um, I, I, I was pretty clear for a long time I wanted to have CJ Murray on. CJ is just like all around great guy, really involved in St. Sebastian's community. He's also head of the stewardship committee and, you know, um, when this airs, I don't know uh, what the situation will be back, but he is uh, single-handedly responsible for bringing back Donut Sunday uh, to St. Sebastian's, which, I mean, after 15 months off is quite a feat. And uh, it, we're, we're going to get into his involvement at SEBS, but, uh, but hi, CJ, how are you? John, I'm great. It's great to be on. I'm a huge fan of the show. <laughs> I've seen them all, which is maybe weird. I don't know, but first time caller. What, uh, long, first time, long time. Yes. First time, long time. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for having me on. And, um, you know, you've, you've done such a great job with these. It's been fun to get to know people in the parish that I, maybe if they don't go to my mass, I maybe not don't see them. So it's just good to get to know people. And, and when, after we took our summer break, people would say to me like, we want to meet more people. So we're just going to keep rolling with it. Even though we probably, we, you and I could be in the same place. This is a, a nice way to record. So thanks, thanks again for doing it. And my first question for you is, um, as, as always, uh, CJ, tell, tell us about you. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, John. Um, CJ Murray, uh, I was born in Iowa. People know you're People know. I don't know. Um, I was born in Iowa, and I pretty much grew up in Texas, where my family still lives. Um, I have two younger sisters and my parents. Um, I walk around with the names of my sisters all the time. Uh, I'm the C in ACT Construction, my younger, youngest sister, Amy, and then Tanya. That's where ACT Construction came from. My dad is a general contractor in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area and started this company 35 years ago. And for the last three and a half, I've worked with him. Um, I'm a lawyer. I went to Marquette Law School. Uh, before that, I went to Notre Dame for my undergraduate studies. Love Notre Dame. All right, hold Go on. Ahead. I got several questions. Okay, first of all, uh, is ACT is your initials? I didn't know that. It is, yeah. It's not in birth order, otherwise it would be CTA. But and that'd um, be weird, that'd be cash. Yeah. Yeah, back in 1987, when I think I was eight, my dad wanted to start his own construction business, and he was uh, almost an architect. He went to Iowa State to be an architect, and while he was there, had three kiddos and was married and said, you know, I'm just going to have this construction company. And so he drafted up this design, and it's been ACD construction design ever since. Um, totally at one point, it was... It was had a double meaning of advanced construction technology because he okay. didn't go around saying, "Hi, I'm Amy Christopher Tanya, <laughs> uh, construction." But uh, we actually had a picture where me and my sisters all try to make the shape of, of you know whatever our number our letter is. So Let I got to do the circle. Higher. I'm not sure for that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you probably can't see it. There it is. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that makes a little bit more yeah. sense now. We're not above advertising. We're well, thank you. Thank you. Um, but um, and and you have a new uh, a new role at this company, right? Yeah, as of uh, yeah, recently I'm now the CFO as well as the general counsel there. So it's uh, very exciting. Congratulations! My dad's been been great, and you know we do commercial construction projects all over the country. And uh, you know most people, I guess the most widely known thing that we do is we build Jimmy John's. We probably built 800 thank Jimmy John's restaurants. Yes, thank you for that service. 
Yeah, including the one down uh, right on State Street in Wauwatosa. So I actually, I bought the first uh, sub at that Jimmy John's and they're supposed to frame it, but when I go in there, I don't see it. What, my dollar bill. What's your, uh, what's your go-to Jimmy John's so I, do, I don't have one. I really just keep dabbling. Yeah, I, all I do now is I just dip everything into kick and ranch sauce. Yes, I love the kick and ranch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it. My, my yeah. tip would be the jalapeno chips dipped in the in the kick and ranch. That's now you're talking. We're way off track. Uh, I know. I know. Sorry. But I had another background question. I know that, like, I think I'm pretty sure you're the biggest Packer fan I know. But you grew up in Texas. So. How did you become the biggest Packer fan I know? Yeah, my parents from southwestern Wisconsin, Cuba City and Dickeyville, down by Platteville and Grant County. And so I grew up coming back to Cuba City. My grandmother has a country house, a couple acres um, outside of Cuba City. And we would go to Packers training camp and we just grew up diehard Packer fans. And then living in Texas in the mid 90s, we'd see the Packers lose to the Cowboys twice a year. And it was just <laughs> brutal. But it just dug us in our resolve. And so, yeah, I'm proud to be a diehard Packer fan. When I was a senior in high school, my grandfather, who's not alive anymore, drove down um, from Wisconsin. And my dad and he, we all went to New Orleans and saw the Packers win that one back in, in 96. So that, is that was great. And then we went, when the Packers won 10 years ago, went to the Super Bowl in Dallas, which was really sweet because they beat us all the time. And now yeah, we got yeah. to win in their stadium, but. If, uh, yeah, so we're, you know, I always grew up loving Wisconsin. I have an uncle that has a jewelry store in town here. Right. And uh, when I was in law school, you know, obviously did my laundry at his place all the time and, and, and just love everything about it. And I'm really happy to have, you know, my kids here. If, uh, uh, if you're, if anyone was ever so bold in the dead of winter, you could find CJ on uh, the St. Sebastian School parking lot in Packer flip-flops and shorts often. That's right. You know, we as a com committee of drop-off lane people, we can only afford one cone-shaped <laughs> costume, which provides some warmth. And you got that one, so we've all seen those pictures. Yes, yes. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I've got. I always tell people I've got enough heat built up in me from Texas to last me a long time. So I would always work with my dad's construction company back when we were just a small operation, working in the shop. You know, cleaning up job sites, going to the dump. Every summer from Notre Dame, I would work, built pools at the time as kind of a side project. Wow. You know, I'd lose 20 pounds and, you know, get really tan and then go back to school and think, I don't know if manual labor is what's for me. Yeah, right. You know? That's, that's right. That's <laughs> um, so you and I know each other uh, first from being school parents together. And you've got three kids, right? That's right. Um, 10 years we've been at St. Sebastian, the school. Uh, Luke, my oldest, just graduated, and he is uh, going to be a freshman at Marquette. Congrats, he's Luke. really excited about Thank you. Yeah, he's really excited. And then Joe is coming into seventh grade this year, and Maggie's sixth grade. So they're all 20 months apart. And it's it's really hard to believe at this point now, you know, we're one of the families that are on the, the way out almost. Yeah. And that's such a big part of our time at St. Sebastian here. And, and we just, I was fortunate when I left law school really just drove west, didn't know much about Milwaukee, and ended up at a place on 56th Street. And when Luke became school age, said, hey, let's check out the school a block and a half away. There really wasn't a lot of foresight to it. And I think, you know, now about all the people here and the neighborhood and the community, you know, obviously God was watching out because it's it's really amazing. Feel, feel very blessed. I remember being a young family in the school too and, and seeing the, like the, uh, 
veteran families that were, you know, like they just were so, it was so much part of who they were and it was so much home to them. And you're right. It's like, just like that, we are on that side of things now. It's, it, but you know, we stepped, we stepped in good footsteps for sure. That's right. A lot of good examples and, uh, you know, just becoming more involved. I know a lot of people don't think I work at ACT construction. They think I work at the school, at least until the last year. But, um, you know, these are the years where, you know, you've got what Maria is going to be an eighth grade, eighth grader and a, and a fifth grader. These are the years where you're supposed to be involved. Yeah. Right? You know, when the kids are babies, it's pretty hard to do that. And, you know, everyone's got to carry their weight when, when, you know, they're in the thick of it. So yeah, in let's, a couple of years, you know, I won't be, I won't be in my flip-flops in the playground. Someone else will do that. So someone get your flip-flops ready, but let's talk about your involvement. I mean, I, I do want to hear about your faith, but I, I just don't want to forget this thought. Like, uh, you you've been so involved in in the school particularly and the parish too but like I just I just had this like flash of oh man I can't wait till we can get back to fish fries and like, oh. you, like you're the fry kid dad you know like you're... <laughs> oh it's so much fun and, and so many of these things they just start with, with a couple yeses and then you know the, the best part is these are people you want to spend time with you know, and so Jeff Sobchak used to be the fish fry coordinator for the kids on Friday nights. And he asked me and I kind of said, is that, is that something I want to do? I want to wrangle this many kids, but it's been a blast. You know, there's 30 to 40 kids on Friday nights and they have such great attitudes. There's never any issues. There's such a great representation of, of the school and our parish and the fish fries themselves. I think that's one of the best things we do as a whole community. You know, it brings together the neighborhood and teachers that maybe they live in the suburbs and they come back and non-parishioners and, and the students, and, you know, fathers there. And it's, it's just, it's so great. So that's fun to be a part of. Um, I would say like that the fish fry is like the, like captures the spirit of the community the best. Totally, totally. Because if you put your stewardship or, or finance hat on for the amount of work that goes into it, it's really not a giant fundraiser for the, for the parish. But that is completely secondary, in my opinion, to the goal of it, which is really the community. The community building. And, uh, you know, anybody that's considering to join the parish or wants to get a sense of what we're about, I just always tell them, come to the fish fry. Absolutely. Well, and it's the best fish fry in town. It is. I believe it. And, you know, in Texas, they don't grow up having fish fries. Nobody, nobody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't have a lot of experience, but I've been, having been here now for almost 20 years, uh, I can say with confidence, it's the best one. It's so good. I got to give props to Mark Fryer, who's, you know, gets, keeps that recipe going. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's back up a second, because uh, the first part of the second question is tell me about your faith. I'm curious about who you are as a spiritual person. I, I know I, I know your faith is important to you, but I wonder if you could articulate it a little bit. Yeah, I think it's, uh, like a lot of things, it's not a straight line with anything, you know, and especially with with your faith, it's, it's, it comes and goes as far as this, what a, how large of a presence it is in your life, depending probably on what's going on in it. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot more realizations with tougher times, and that's been what we can rely on mm -hmm. when it seems like there's not a lot else there. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, when I talk about just being blessed and fortunate to be in this community, you know, it's, uh, it's come to the forefront a lot more for me recently. And uh, I've just been so thankful. Uh, you realize God puts people in your lives for different reasons. And, uh, you know, probably going on five years now, every time I 
hear the homily, it feels like it's talking to one person, just me, mm. you know? And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm really kind of envious of my kids. I didn't grow up as a product of Catholic education. And, you know, I did go to Notre Dame where I think about you know, 75, 80% of the, um, the student body is Catholic, but it wasn't something that was really driven into you. Um, so I've really learned a lot more really through my children and their education. And as I get more involved in, you know, having a, uh, someone like Father Peter Patrick as someone I would call a friend, yeah. you know, and, and being able to, to kind of talk and reflect with him and, and just all the people around us. I, I guess I find faith in a lot of different, different places and, and really the community part helps me. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm growing in it all the time. You were telling me you were telling me Father Peter Patrick uh, was recently at your house on the trampoline, correct? Is this right? You know, Father Peter Patrick. I mean, it's so much fun to be a part of things in the parish with him because he is up for anything. You know, you you know, he's when we were struggling in the middle of the pandemic. You yes. know, both the everybody in the congregation and Father to connect. I threw the idea out in the stewardship meeting to let's just you know put you in the back of my truck like a popemobile and give mobile blessings <laughs> and without hesitation he says sure let's do it and and he meant it and, and so we drove up and down every street in the heights and he, he, there were birthday parties with people that i don't think they were catholic or any religion and he went and blessed them and they it brightened their day and we did all the stuff we did one in the, in the blizzard in february and he was game for anything and so he had some family in town recently and you know he stopped by the house and i said have you guys ever been on a trampoline and they said, no. I said, what, what better time than now? I didn't, I didn't have to twist his arm. So next thing you know, five of us are in the trampoline playing crack the egg. We're laughing and falling all over the place. It's great. He's just, he has such enthusiasm and joy. Yeah. Yeah. Really infectious. It's fun to be around. And, um, you know, I don't, it's not just me, but people want to be a part of that. And that's why it's all this momentum that we have that feels like it's been blunted by kind of outside forces. It's really frustrating. Yeah. And I know he gets frustrated with, with that too, just because uh, uh, we've got a lot of momentum and enthusiasm and want to capitalize on it. And, and he is enthusiastic and wants to be um, positive. I, I, I often, I, I talk about this all the time, but when I interviewed him, I said like, why, where'd that, yes, there you go, Packers. Uh, why, why did you, you know, that God is good all time, all time God is good. I'm like, you know, like, what's that about? Why do you keep doing that? And he's like, cause I want to remind people. Yeah, because he's like, because God is so good and we don't want to forget it. So let's talk about it all the time. And that is like who he is. Oh, yeah, he's so, so genuine. And, uh, and every time I leave, I, I just feel, you know, a little more full than when I leave it, you know, wherever, just even if it's a couple minutes, so. Yeah, well, and, and you've contributed to that too. I, I do want to bring up the, um, so, uh, we're recording this a little earlier uh, in August, but uh, we re you recently like got donuts on, and not that I'm sure you don't want to take all the credit for it, but you were instrumental in it, um, and I'm pretty sure you picked up the donuts and everything. So, uh, <laughs> talk about what that was like. Like, how did you get that idea to bring that back and talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, actually, it was a couple of years ago, and I, I do want to mention um, Dylan and Molly Ambrose are, are really good friends of mine, and I gotta say, they, they I probably haven't told them this before, but you know, they are, I think, a great model for, um, you know, people becoming involved and volunteering, and, Absolutely. you know, contributing whatever you can. And uh, they, it seemed like for a while, if it was anything in the parish, it was contact Molly Ambrose, whether it was school or parish, it was everything. 
And I was thinking, how can she do all this? And then there was the adage, if you want something done, give it to a busy person, That's right. which I hadn't heard of before. But um, Dylan was on this stewardship committee that I'm now the chair of probably six years ago. And he said, hey, you know, you should consider being a part of this. And I wasn't as involved in the parish. I was a lot more in the school. And um, I'm so glad I did. And the doors that it's opened from there have been fantastic. So we're brainstorming ways to engage people and, and, and welcome new and old parishioners. And I said, you know, when I was little in Texas, yeah, I didn't really enjoy going to mass as much. But every Sunday at the end of mass, they had coffee and donuts. Now, I didn't care for coffee and I still don't, but I sure love donuts. And so I kind of brought up the idea to the stewardship committee and everybody says, it sounds like a great idea, but you know, for Catholic parish, we don't have money to do that. <laughs> and so we just started saying, well, let, why don't we try to make it happen anyway? So um, for about two years, we just went and got the donuts anyway. Yeah. And set them up and the Ambroses and the Coors and Zelensky's and other families would help staff after the eight or 10.30. And after a while, we received word that, you know what, the parish thinks this has been such a great idea. People mill around and they talk and, and they interact with each other and it just brings good vibes that will now contribute and pay for the donuts, which, is, which has been good. And so, yeah, it was, it, it becomes such a great thing. My predecessor, Jill Schmidt, who was the chair of the stewardship committee before me, um, she got the great idea to have other ministries host the Donut Sunday. And so they could maybe get out some literature, whatever message they might be promoting, or if there's an event coming up. So, you know, the finance council, the finance committee, which we thought they would, you know, even out donuts or home and school before the open house or the farmer's market while their thing's coming up. And it became a really great thing. And then of course, you know, March 20, everything shut down. Um, and then finally, about a month and a half ago, we got the news that the arch says we can serve food again. And I know you're thinking about that with your Alpha program as well. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I was so happy to call Joey at Cranky Owls back up and say, Joey, we're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, the, the nice thing about being the donut guy, number one, everyone's happy to see the donut guy. Absolutely. And I had to do a lot of field research to find out which donuts would be the best. <laughs> So we've done greebies. We've and, done, and, and, you know. What, 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 what conclusion did you come to? Well, the conclusion, I got a lot of feedback, which I never expected. And that was initially the donuts were too big. Mm -hmm. We had full-size long johns. And everybody said, this is, this is too much. So Cranky Owls makes a mini long john, which is the perfect size. <laughs> and uh, it's great. And my kids really love donut Sundays because, you know, they'll go with me to pick them up. And they may sneak a few, you know, on the front end. I bet you know it well deserved. I uh, I have a funny story. I told you this, but like the 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 Sunday that you brought back Donut Sunday, I'm sitting in church and Father Peter Patrick brings up Donut Sunday at homily. I was like, oh man, don't do that. They're just gonna make everyone just mad at you, and they don't have donuts. And then it was like manna from heaven. Like there you are with donuts in the hall in in the gathering space. And I was like. I didn't, I, I, I thought he was setting himself up for disaster and you came through. It was awesome. It was, so it was great. It's just, again, it's been a long time. And so people were just happy to, uh, again, just socialize. And, you know, yeah. I think that that idea has really, um, to kind of transition to some of the stewardship stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna say yeah. can you talk about like the role of stewardship and kind of some of the initiatives you guys are doing? Yeah, it's, 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 um, We've had a lot of great committee members, people that have been involved in the parish. The nice thing about it is over a long period of time, you know, we've got longtime parish members that, you know, 
um, had their kids go through school, some without kids at the school, some former employees, but we got a really great group. And uh, as we transitioned kind of, you know, just like all committees, it, it goes through um, different changes, but we're trying to focus on what the ARCH says are the four roles of the stewardship committee. One is welcoming, um, which has been a challenge. Um, uh, two is uh, communication, mm -hmm. which touches pretty much every single thing that we do. Yeah. Uh, that's both, you know, within the parish and different ministries and outside. And then you have time and talent, which is, you know, engaging parishioners and trying to have them contribute either, you know, volunteers or financially. And then parish life, which is the stuff I really like to do. You know, like let's have, have some parent socials or um, have a euchre party somewhere or, you know, whatever, just get people together. And, and I think that's what some of the stuff we're trying to do is, you know, we've, we're struggling a little bit with some of our restrictions on how best to welcome and engage people because, you know, you can only do so much over Zoom. I mean, you look great and I could laugh to you here all day, <laughs> but, you know, it's, there's nothing like um, being in some of the presence, yeah. physical presence. And so... We're doing what we can right now, but we're really looking forward to um, having a lot more events where we bring people together. And what, what I'm hoping is that, you know, when you're thinking about what you're gonna do this weekend or next month is you look to the parish calendar first. What's, what's going on in the parish calendar? You know, that's, that's where we start because we wanna be with those, those people. That's, you know, a, that's a trend that, I mean, you know, in the 50s, that would have been always people's go-to, and it's not in today's culture, and it would be good to get back to that. Yeah, I think we can, and I, I've talked to you about this. We will be, maybe by the time this airs, it might be happening. We are going to start a St. Sebastian Men's Club, which, you know, all ages, um, just men getting together, mm -hmm. um, various activities. Maybe we play cards, maybe we shoot free throws in the gym, maybe we build bird boxes to hand outside. You know, but just to get, get our groups together, you know, and that's been inspired a little bit by the, the mom, mom's group, Yeah, you know, the Chelsea Duffy, and I think it was it, uh, um, Maggie McAsee, Maggie Sheldy McAsee. Sheldy, that's right. Um, and I know Therese Simonis, she's been a part of that. And, you know, Therese is on our stewardship committee and she's got so much great energy. She is the one that started up having um, tots on the playground after the masses. She's made it easy so you can people go out there and I just talked to her last night and there were, I don't know, 20 people on the playground last week. Just happy to, to kind of get together and get to know their family. So just to have these events and opportunities and spend more time with, with people that are, you know, not necessarily like-minded, but you know, you, everyone has um, a certain kind of values and perspectives for the most part that it's uh, good people to be around. So. That's a good, I mean, that's a good point. A parish community can be really diverse. There's some common uh, values, but, you know, as they say, the Catholic church is a big tent, you know, but it's a big family. Right. Yeah, so. right. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. We got a lot of possibilities and we're ready to where we can have no restrictions and we can unleash them on the congregation. We'll get there. We're getting there. CJ, when you think about the future, what do you hope for? Well, you know, Boy, this immediate future, um, it'd be nice just to be able to get to get together with people. I mean, I'm a social person, and you know, boy, I, I ran into some parents over the summer that we I never saw school parents this year, unless you know you really had to make an effort or see them somewhere else. But uh, not just the, your best friends did you miss? You miss the people that are acquaintances more, 
or um, you know that you might not see if not for some common activities, all of which were canceled. And uh, I think we're all worse off when we don't have those. So whether it's whatever it takes to bring those back, that's, that is my short-term wish. Um, you know, I, I wish that, um, you know, we continue to capitalize on the momentum and enthusiasm that Father Peter Patrick has. And, and Heather, you know, as, as a principal, I just think they're, they're a great team. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, we're, we're very lucky to have them. And I feel real fortunate that my kids have been able to be at St. Sebastian School under her leadership and under father. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. So I'd like us as a parish, you know, right now, again, I'm not sure when this airs, but the, the bell tower is about to be lit and all that work has been done there. And I've been talking with Rocky Mark, who we're going to have a celebration event to kind of commemorate that. It just seems like there's all this really positive energy the, I just want us to capitalize the playground. You and you and you helped with that too. The playground. Did I tell you the funny story about the playground? It, 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 at one point, um, we were we were looking like we might have to pay someone to dismantle the old playground. Yeah. And take that out. And, and a couple of us got together and said, you know what? We all have sawzalls, and I think we can save the church some money. And everything's you know quite expensive, so. We decided to do that. So Dylan Ambrose, and Eric Lindstrom, and Bo Sanders, Jake Kaur, and I don't want to say, I'm, like, I'm sure I forgot one person actually right now. But anyway, a group of dads got together with, with our power tools, and we, we take the old thing down. We load it all up in the back of my truck. And uh, pretty much the last load of the truck, I hit the back of the glass of my windshield with one of the metal ladders, and it shatters the windshield. No way. I didn't know. <laughs> No. Oh, so, so saving the church some money just cost, you know, three hundred dollars for the windshield. But it was all fun, good memories, and. Uh, but it's, you know, that, it's just it's that kind of creative spirit. I mean, it did it saved the, it saved the church money, but it also got all those guys together. I didn't help, but one of the reasons I didn't help was because I don't I don't own a sawzall. Yeah, no, we wouldn't let you operate one of ours. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> But no, it's, uh, you know, we've got, there's so many talented people um, in our parish and we have a lot of people that are willing to contribute. We're just kind of reviewing our database on what people initially put down yeah. on their ministries are interested in time and talents. And uh, we're going to be reaching out, helping to assist that from a stewardship perspective. And uh, people want to be a part of things. And, Absolutely. Uh, and healthy stewardship in a parish is a healthy parish. And, and thanks for, thanks for taking the leadership on that and, and bringing the enthusiasm. Oh, you're welcome. I'm hoping to do a good job. And um, again, it's it's easy, I think, when you have a belief in it and a passion in it. It's, you know, I'm not selling anybody a bill of goods. It's, you know, we should want to be a part of this and want it to be vibrant. And uh, I do also want to say that I'm so happy that you are a member of the parish as far as a staff member of the parish and, and all the stuff that you've done in such a short time has been really impressive. And I look forward to, you know, you, you create a lot of content, whether it's in the bulletin or in the YouTube videos, or all these other ideas. And I'm just, I'm very thankful that, that um, you know, you are a part of the team as well. So thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I'm fooling you. <laughs> Likewise. DJ, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing you in church sometime soon. We'll do it, John. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. See ya.